So we're going to kick off with a question for everyone. Big question. What do you think work might look like in 20 years that we don't see now? Uh, yeah, so I guess the one thing that I, I think is maybe fascinating and 20 years from now will be uh, really interesting is I think virtual technology uh, and the ability to see somebody uh, via a screen will become much more powerful than it is today. So imagine I'm actually looking at you, but it's all through a screen, but, but you're the same size you are, you're the same size that I'm seeing right now. And so it becomes this very natural interaction, even though I might be seeing you over, uh, over a screen. So I think that'll be pretty interesting. Click on it. Hello. So, so one thing that that I one trend that I see that I think is 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 happening a lot is um, the resumes are becoming kind of obsolete. So I think we see um, people's online reputations mattering a lot more. And I can imagine that as people move to kind of um, more flexible, uh, shorter-term employment models, I, I can imagine the interview process might become more. Um, sort of researching and reference checks and um, looking at various types of online reputation. So um, that's a trend we're starting to see that I think will we'll accelerate a lot as more information is online and um, people feel um, empowered to take more risks in the hires that they make. Um, I would add that, I mean, I think our tools will get a lot better so that they feel like we're face-to-face -face and there'll be more ability to collaborate that way, but I still think we're human and we um, need to see each other and we exist in physical space so I think that our workplace and our cities may change but we're going to maintain that interest in finding places to come together. Okay, thank you. Um, for Lucas, how do you figure out how much people should be paid? Um, so we let our customers post, um, basically operate like a marketplace. So they can post a price that they um, want the work done at, and then people can choose whether to do it or not. Can you talk uh, more about what you're doing to stay aware of and to support a healthy culture among your coworkers? What do you remain conscious of and protect such a large pool of remote workers? Um, well, so one thing that's important to us is that um, the marketplace transparency works in both directions. So when someone um, does a task in our system, they actually rate the person that put the task in. So um, if people are consistently underpaying or they're making something that's impossible to do, um, they quickly get a bad reputation in our system and no one will work on the tasks. Um, so I think transparency and accountability works in both directions. Got it. And just taking a step back, how do you even get new workers? Do you provide them with any equipment or training? Um, no, so our model is we want to make it really easy for people to enter our system and then um, our customers have tools to um, manage the quality of themselves. Okay, and Chris, um, what's needed in the interim when moving a staff from one office to remote working? For us, one of the things we did was, uh, I actually did a lot of traveling in the, in the early days, but it, it was all about physical, physical interaction. So making the times that we were together all about, less about work and much more about a social kind of how are you doing and, and how's it going. Um, but it, it, it took a lot of asking questions, making sure people understood uh, why were we going remote, what was in it for them, 
Um, and, and for us, it actually took, there was a, a giant transition from when we said, a few of us are remote to saying everybody can go remote that, that made a big difference and everybody getting on board and saying, okay, this is cool for us. Okay, thank you. And a question for Laura. What are the trends you show, uh, are the trends you showed in SF similar around the country? What about other countries? United States, I would say it is similar. I mean, we're seeing a different kind of distribution. It's similar for our cities in the United States, and I think then we're seeing different hubs come up in other parts, you know, in the Midwest and other places. But um, I think San Francisco is a sign of things to come in other cities because it is often ahead in terms of um, different work styles. In other countries, it's a really good question, which I don't know as much about. I think cultural conditions can be really different, conditions of um, individuality and hierarchy and authority are really different and those will probably play out in different ways. I think we're seeing, you know, certainly in India we're seeing a lot of big campuses get built um, outside of cities. So um, I think we may see a trajectory around the world. Okay. Um, and as a follow-up? Are companies like Facebook offering home-like amenities because they have so many young workers, or does something else drive them? I think that there are ways in which it's copying. It, it responds to it being young workers, and I actually think it responds to being young founders because it's emulating a campus, an academic atmosphere in a lot of ways. Um, but I also, you know, there's it's the good and the bad, which is the more... Um, variety and comfort you give someone at work, the more food you give them, the more they're going to stay at work. Um, and so there's a productivity gain of having people there more and a loyalty gain of having them feel like a member of the community there and it's not just their workplace. Um, and to that point, is there research that shows the impact um, on a business of having a more home-like environment? I have not seen it yet, but I would love to if anyone knows of any. Yeah. Seems like a, a really good theory, though. A um, couple more questions. Well, last question for Laura. What happens to these abandoned office centers as work gets more geographically distributed? Is a commercial space no longer relevant in 10 years? I don't think we're going to be on that extreme a trajectory. Um, however, I think it's one of the big questions in the same way that we've seen we have a lot, we go through a lot of building cycles. So we go through the cycle, say, big box stores, right? First there were big box stores and now they're super big box stores and they discard the old ones. And so same thing with malls. Um, and I think that the next version of that may be in some ways certain kind of downtown office centers. Um, but they're always gonna be certain forms of work. I mean, if you think about most of the financial sector still wants to be in that kind of downtown. Um, so I don't think it's spreading so fast that we're going to suddenly have like, you know, a desolate downtown, but I do think it's one of the questions we need to start answering. Okay, well, thank you for that. Um, we've run out of time, um, but thank you.